Hey, good morning. This is your boy, Doug, and right now you are listening to Doug Child's Motivation. Just want to take the time out right quick to say thank you for tuning in and listening to those that's been tuning in. You know, it's been an incredible journey so far. I've enjoyed sharing information with you guys, and also I've been enjoying receiving new information from you guys, and it's just been a great ride. And to those of you that are just now tuning in, I want to say welcome. And I want to say thank you for taking the time out to listen. Let's get right to it. This morning, I want to talk about something that's pretty much have all, well, not almost, in my opinion, I'm going to say in my opinion, has really pretty much become the norm in our society. And that's blended families. Um, a lot of us, we grow up with the ideas before we even get married, before we actually start dating. We grow up with the idea of having a family. Um, it's so important to us. A strong family is the foundation of our community. It should be the foundation of our community. A strong family should be the backbone of our society. But a lot of us, unfortunately, have grown up in family dynamics that are different and unique. And because of that, some of us have even been looked down upon because of that dynamic. But I want to tell you this morning that it's okay. Um, A lot of us are dealing with that special dynamic right now. And it's challenging and it's hard at times because you have so many different factors that come into play when you are dealing with a blended family. First thing is we have to understand that when dealing with a blended family, I know one of the issues that a lot of us deal with, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys. You know, I've always said this with you all. I take pride in being real about myself and open about myself first before anything. With me, the day I get married, that is the day that I'm going to have a blended family. Even as I'm dating and this person has kids. And for y'all that just not tuned in, that don't know, I have kids as well. Um, three kids. It's going to be a process of trying to create a family dynamic when you have different children coming into play from different homes and different backgrounds. So the day that I get married is the day that the real challenge begins. And that is more to creating a blended family than just bringing people together and you say, hey, we're a family. We're going to figure it out. You know, I wish life was that easy. But it's not. The harsh reality of everything is this.
you're going to have challenges, especially those of us that are dealing with exes that we have kids by. And if we have more than one ex that we have kids by, like myself, that's really a challenge in itself. Because when one actor right, the other one acting crazy. And when one acting crazy, the other one it just, or they might be on some acting crazy stuff all together. And then you got to deal with the person you're involved with in a relationship or married to. It's a challenge. You know, with blended families, you might have a situation where your child might leave and go be with their mom or their father and then come back to your place where he, you are trying to build a family dynamic, but they have their own ideas about stuff and how they feel about stuff. And things become tricky because we have to understand this. Children do not view the world the way that we do. They're not going to view happiness and relationships the way that we do from a romantic level. I'm going to share some things with you guys on a real personal level. Um, open up and give you more of my background. Um, I feel like I can speak on this because I come from a blended family. And when I say blended, this is what I mean by blended for me. Um, at a very young age, around 19 years old, I was adopted. And the reason why I was was because my mom passed away around that time. Um, hard time for me. Very hard time. My biological father was in and out of jail. Never really knew him. Might have laid eyes on him one time when I was six years old. And he didn't really have much conversation for me. Treated me like a random kid that he that just on the street. And haven't seen him since. And I'm 35 years old. And it's amazing how certain experiences that you go through at a young age stick with you. Even when you, be, when you become an adult. And that's why, you know, we have to be mindful of that with children, how they view things in life. But I get back to that. But back to what I was talking about, you know, 35 years old, haven't seen him when I was six. And um, this is the thing. Um, the man that adopted me, he is my father. I call him my father. I love him as my father. He is my father. And this was amazing. The man that adopted me was married to my mother for less than a month before she died. I barely even knew him myself. I want to say I want to set a scene for you guys. Um, before my mom met him, she was with another guy who was abusive, a drug addict. And alcoholic. Growing up, seeing their dynamic was not healthy. It was very toxic. I can count on one hand how many times I've actually seen my mother smile with that man. I've seen domestic violence, physical physical abuse, verbal abuse. Even the mental games that he will play with. Her. 
And all in all, she would break her back. I watched my I watched my mother literally work up to 18 hours a day to make sure bills were paid and to make sure I just had decent clothes to put on. While he did what he wanted to do with his money, get drunk, smoke it up, and even take money from her. And then he will put his hands on her when he get frustrated with her. But she stayed in that situation. You know, at that age, um, seeing that um, at a young age, I was seven years old, seeing that and looking at that, I used to always wonder, you know, why she just wouldn't just leave him. And I remember one incident where my mom came home for work in like 16 hours and she was upset because the guy she was with at the time had me at the house all day, didn't feed me, didn't make sure I take a bath and I was hungry because I stayed up in the living room waiting on her to get there so I can get something to eat. So she came, she was complaining, she fixed something to eat and then she went to him Complained to him, how you have my child here all day? You got my child here all day and night, and you ain't feeding. He ain't took no bath. What are you doing? You know what he did? In that moment, he jumped on her, knocked her to the floor, and beat her in the floor. And I'm standing up crying. And then when I tried to intervene, I was too small. He just threw me out of the way. When that was over, I'm going to tell you something. Let me, let me explain something to everyone that's listening. This is the power of a love that a mother has for her child. After she got her ass beat, you know what she did? She got up. Still fixed me something to eat. Still gave, make sure I got a bath. And made sure my clothes got out for school in the morning. And she came in the room. I'm crying. I'm upset. I'm pissed off. I'm angry. And she came in the room and comforted me. As if I was the one that got jumped on. That is real strength to be able to do that. One thing I give my mother credit for is with, through those trying times, I never seen her have a breakdown. Now, I can't say what she did in the car by herself. I can't tell you what she did in the shower by herself. But in front of me, she, she, she showed so much strength and poise. That was so powerful to me. Amazing. I didn't understand it at that age. Because I'm sitting here looking like you the one with blood on your shirt. You the one with bruises on your face, on your arms. Why are you confident in me? 
because she loved me that much. And I'm going to tell you one of the lessons that stick with me to this day that my mom told me before she died. And this is what she said. She told me, she said, and this was right after her and the guy she that was abusing her had another one of those um, episodes, had one of those incidents. And this is what she told me. She said, I'll never forget, we were sitting in the car. We were sitting in her car. It was nighttime after they got into a fight. Because it was one of those, you remember that? I don't know if y'all have seen it. If, any, if you guys remember that movie, that Tina Turner movie, What Love Got to Do With It? And you remember towards the end when they, when Ike and Tina Turner was in that limousine and she finally got fed up and started whooping Ike ass? My mother had that moment. I guess that night she said enough was enough. You don't beat on me long enough. And she got off in that ass. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, we, we all get to the point where, you know, you're not just going to beat on us. We're going to eventually, you know, get anybody get to a point where they just going to simply fight back. In most cases, you'd be surprised at the result. But after that, you know, she got finished fighting back and going upside that man's head and really gave him the business. Um, she had a conversation with me in the car. Here I am crying, upset again, mad. <laughs> and she consoling me after she had to whoop somebody ass. She consoling me. And she told me, she said, I'm going to tell you something. When somebody truly loves you, they'll never put their hands on you. And that stuck with me. Now, as a child, I just took it in every way possible. So, growing up, you know, and this is the thing. And, and I'm going to show you guys how it's tricky in creating a blended family. Watch this. When she met my father, and my father, and they got married. And... And then when I met him, I only known him a few weeks, and then my mom died. Boom. So much was going on. By the time she died, she had already given birth to my baby brother. So when she passed away, um, you know, the big question was where I, I was going to go. You know, everybody had their own thing going on. People had stuff going on. So my grandparents was going to just take me back in. But that man she was married to, you know what he said? He said, no, y'all raised y'all kid. I need that boy to be with me. Because I don't want him to fall victim to a lot of stuff that he see and that he grew up in. That man took a chance on me and because he didn't want me to be another statistic. He loved my mother that much. Here I am in another situation, heartbroken, devastated, just lost my mother, crying, frustrated. Because the ones that I thought should take me in was too busy. And here I am with a man 
that I felt like I barely even knew. And honestly, I barely knew him. But he loved my mother enough to take on the responsibility of me. With everything that I've experienced, with everything that I've went through and gone through before I even met him, he took all that on. Because that's how much he loved my mother. And maybe God put it in his heart to do it as well. To save me from something that I needed to be protected from. All in all, I'm grateful and I thank God for that. But this is what I mean by it's tricky with blended families. Listen to this. So we had moments where I was going through what I was going through as a child. I had major, I had my dynamics change in so many different ways on a major level. I did not know how to mentally deal with a lot of that stuff. And it was hard. So naturally, with me, things became difficult for my father because, you know, acting out, rebelling. But a lot of people that was watching him in that situation with me didn't understand because this is what you have to understand. When you are creating a blended family, it is important to understand first. Please understand first. Where are the the kids that are coming into your home and that you're trying to build with? Understand. Really try to get to know and understand what it is that they come from, where they come from, and how the living arrangements were. If the parent, if you're with the parent, try to talk to them about these things. Because I'm going to show you how it can affect you as well. So, as I'm causing all this hell and chaos for my father, the man that took me in that I barely knew, right? Because I'm dealing with so much. You know, he used to give me whoopings. And the thing is, he, and he would tell you this, he would give me whoopings. And to me, a whooping would take my anger to an entire new level. Because in my mind, I go back to what my mother told me in the car that night after she finally decided to fight back. And she told me people that love you won't put their hands on you. So here I am, I'm thinking, why this man take me in? And he telling me he loved me the way he loved my mother. But yeah, why are you putting your hands on me? And I know a lot of y'all, he was disciplining you, Doug. I know that. But we have to understand it. At that time, I'm thinking about it and looking at it from a child's perspective that's dealing with so many changes at one time. That's how I was looking at it. I used to get so angry. Went to school. It was nothing for me to fight and get suspended. Nothing. I, you know, it's just one kid. You know, I never will forget. You know, I'm in school, one kid, I, and I ain't even had to do him the way I did him. I still feel bad about it to this day. You know, I still think about it from time to time. Like, man, I ain't had to get on that boy head like that. But, you know, you know how? See, when I was coming up, we used to we used to say a lot of your mama jokes. So I cracked the joke on him, and he said, yo, mama. 
before I knew it. I'm beating him down in the hallway by the water fountain. Just that fast. Quick fuse. Not really understanding where it was coming from, but because I had so many I had so much misplaced anger and confusion and hurt that I need to deal with. And that was at a very early age. And I took my I, I put my father through a lot. Cause from his standpoint, he's looking at it, he's being a good man. And he just want to be a father. Why am I giving him so much resistance? But see, this is what we have to understand with a lot of our children. Especially with blended families. Understanding where they come from and how they look at things is very important. I'm not saying when you meet someone, if you have kids and you meet someone, that you have to make sure that the kids give you the okay on everything before you do anything. But what I am saying is... It's important to make them a part of the process. Because this is the thing. I know people in their 30s and 40s that are having a hard time dealing with their dynamics change as far as relationships and marriages. Can't get past it. I'm talking about years go by, they still mad. But we expect children. To just go with the flow. Mom and daddy grown. It don't matter. Understand you are raising a human being. And guess what human beings have people? They have feelings. You know I listened to an old man. Talk one time. And he said you want to know the truth? Listen to a child talk. Children just tell the truth. Children are not guarded about how stuff are being perceived or how it may be looked at. They tell the truth. And you have a lot of cases where kids will be untruthful and they will try to manipulate. But you want to hear something else? How many of y'all willing to admit that we deal with that from grown folks every day? God knows some lying ass grown folks. <laughs> So we can't just slap that on the kids and say that's why their feelings are not valid. Hell, I know plenty of grown people out here that lie and manipulate. And we still try to cater to them. You want an example? Look at the stuff that being said when people are running for political office. Look at how they act. Look at the promises they give you. Haven't seen, I haven't seen a president yet fulfill everything that he said he was going to do. So we have to understand because they're children, it doesn't mean that their feelings aren't valid. Their feelings are very much valid. We have to start making the process of blending the family easier on ourselves. We have to start removing unnecessary pressure in certain areas. In order to make the transition as smooth as possible. It's not going to be a perfect transition. But we can alleviate some of that pressure. By simply making the children feel like they are a part of the process. 
you know, as things move forward, this is the thing, you know, my dad ended up getting married again. And that was another hard transition for me. You know, my father did the best he could with what he had and the knowledge that he had at the time. And I'm going to tell you something. He did one hell of a job because at every turn, I tried to make it impossible for him at every turn. I know I did, but he made it work, which is why I have this undying loyalty to my father more than anybody in this world because of the fact that I know I've watched for years how this man took and took and I gave him bullshit and so much other things, one after another, problem after problem after problem, and he never threw me away. Because he saw something in me early. People watching me get in and out of trouble and making statements early on in my life about how they expect me to be in jail before I even turn 21. But because of him, I was given a fighting chance at life. And I'm forever grateful for that. But see, when he got married again, that created another problem for me in my mind. Because now I felt like, as I'm thinking about it as a child, I'm telling you from a child's perspective, not saying that it's right. I'm just telling you how kids tend to look at things. But from a child's perspective, I was looking at it as maybe, well, he trying to replace my mother. You know, years went by before I even could even say the word mom or mama. Because I felt like that word alone and that name was only reserved to her. And see, when we're creating blended families, communication is so important. A lot of things could have went a whole nother way. A lot of things could have been handled better just by allowing, if, if, if I was allowed to have real conversations back then. Because this is the thing, we as grown folks, especially parents, if, I, if our child open up and say something that we don't agree with about things that are out of our control, we get offended. Think about what I just said. If our children give us an opinion that we don't agree with about things that are out of our control, we get offended. How is that even so? Hmm? We demand respect from our children. We demand our children to be gracious, grateful, you know, do what we say. Be mindful, be respectful, all of those things. That's what we want from them, but what are we pouring back into them outside of things that we buy for them? There's more to being a parent than buying gifts and telling people what to do. Are you pouring into them compassion, understanding, a listening ear, love, commitment, 
understanding? Are you pouring those things back into your children? A lot of us feel like, well, I pay the bills. I work hard every day. I work hard every day. So they should know I love them. That's only part of it. Because I know some people now that are dealing with divorce and breakups because all the other person did was just work and provide stuff, material things that they need, but they didn't feel the love. How many of y'all are willing to admit that a man could be in the house full time and still not be a father? How many of y'all are willing to admit that a woman can be in a house full time and still not be a mother? How many of us know women that have their kids, but every time you look up, they out with a different man, they doing, they living their life while the kids stuck in the house with the dough lock, eating oodles and noodles? The mama work all week. Weekend come, she out, she gone. Leave out Friday night, don't come back to Sunday evening. I've seen it. I've seen it. How many of us know men that, yeah, they come home every night after working. They come home every day. But what they do, they bear, they lock themselves away in their room watching TV. No interaction with the kids. No interaction with their sons, their daughters. Barely even touching their wife. But then when they look up, kids are older, don't have a real relationship with you. You feel disconnected from your children. Through the years, since you kept yourself locked away, your wife has went through so many changes. And you feel like you can't even connect to her. How many of us know men like that? I've seen it. I know a few. So we have to understand the importance of communication and actually doing the work when it comes to blended family. Doing the work is so important. Doing the work is never going to be convenient. It's never going to be easy, but it's necessary. It is critical. It is vital for your blended family to thrive. Doing the work is like the heartbeat. Of your family. You stop doing the work. The heartbeat stops. And what happens when the heart stops? The body dies. How many instances we've seen where people. Might be brain dead. But their body's still going. Why? Because of their heart still pumping. Doing the work. Is the heartbeat. Of this entire situation. This is how you have to look at it, people. Those of you that are dating, those of you that are married, and you're dealing with blended families, understand this. You have to do the work. And it's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-week thing. It's not a one-year thing. It goes forever. Because dynamics change as time goes on. 
Seasons change as time goes on. We have to do the work. It's not easy. A lot of times, doing the work is going to cause you to be pushed out of your comfort zone. And what I mean is, comfort zone, and understand a lot of us have this broad idea of parenting. Like it's just a straight line. No matter what you do in life, nothing in life happens in a straight line. Nothing. Nothing in life happens in a straight line. Whether it's just a straight line, just run on forever. No issues, no problems, just walking straight. Don't have to deal with nothing. Don't have to fix nothing. Don't have to improvise. Nothing happens in life in a straight line. So why do we approach parenting that way? You allow your children to have a voice. You are allowing your children to grow and develop. And I'm going to tell you why it's important. Because I'm going to say this. It's important to develop communication skills with your kids. Because guess what? When there are moments where your kids are dealing with other folks. When you're not around and those people are doing things inappropriate. Your kids won't feel scared to come talk to you. That's what a lot of us deal with, especially in the black community. We stifle our kids' voices so much to the point where things start going on, they don't even know how to open their mouths to speak. You strip away their sense of communication so early that when things go on, they don't know how to talk. And then when they start talking, we don't even know how to talk to each other because we didn't exercise that muscle. It's weak. Our communication muscle is weak. That's one of the strongest muscles we need. How often do you hear is not what you say is how you say it. But we don't understand that because our, communi our communication muscle is so weak. Our kids have a voice. They deserve to be heard. Back to what I was telling you earlier on. Think about this. You know, for a minute, my father did not understand why I would get so wildly angry about being disciplined when it comes to getting a whip. Why? He didn't know and understand why. I finally told him later on in life. I finally told him. And you know what? You know, he just kind of, when I told him, I said, because, you know, I said, man, my, when my mother told me what she told me, that's just how I took it. I didn't have, she wasn't there to guide me through what she said. And it's not about, you know, well, well, maybe, if you would have just asked me, well, you know, this, it ain't about that. It's about understanding the importance of having the knowledge and being aware that, hey, this child that I'm bringing into my home wasn't raised by me. 
I don't know the ideas of what they have and how they look at things. So it's important to ask questions and see where they're coming from and how they look at things. We take a lot of us take that approach. And when it comes to a romantic relationship. So stop thinking that it's demeaning to you as a parent to take that approach with your children. Having those conversations are not meant to be comfortable. They're not meant to be easy. Having those conversations is what going to save you a lot of headache and heartache in the long run. You might not see the results of it today or tomorrow or next week, but I promise you, you keep doing the work and you exercise that muscle with your children. You're going to see the re- you're going to reap the rewards from it. They may be in their 20s and 30s before you see it, but it's going to be worth it. Because I'm going to tell you something as a parent, the worst thing that I could ever imagine is my children going through things that are detrimental to them and knowing that I could have helped the situation if they would have just talked to me, but they didn't know how or they was afraid to. That will break my heart as a parent. Yeah, it's our duty as parents to provide and love our children, but it's also our duty to listen. Creating a blended family is going to take work and you're going to deal with challenges, especially a lot of us that deal with these exes, those of us that got the baby mamas, and those of us that got the baby fathers, the baby daddies, the baby mamas, so many different dynamics. And a lot of us, we, I know it's frustrating sometimes because everybody got something to say about what you're doing and how you're doing it. It'll be easy to just set up a group text with everybody and tell them, damn it, this is my life. Leave me the hell alone and I'm going to do what I do. Just know your kids are well taken care of. (laughs) But that's what we got to deal with. So many different dynamics. You got a lot of situations where, you know, people are trying to move on with with their lives and be happy with the person that they're with and trying to create the dynamic with their children. But the exes don't want to let it go. want to cause confusion put stuff in the kids heads try to turn the kids against you all of that i'm aware of all of that i've seen it there's some miserable and messy people out here then you start asking yourself why did i even get involved with them lord why did i even have a child with this person why did i have children with this person why did i have kids with these people why well one thing I learned is you can't beat yourself up about something that ain't going nowhere. Because it's here. Don't beat yourself up about the why. Deal with the now. 
That's why I say communication is very important. Start having those conversations. Because this is the thing. If your ex is bold enough and bad enough to start putting stuff in your kid's mind so they can call confusion when they come to your house or while they're in your home, that's when you should stand up and really start talking to your kids. And one thing we can't do, don't make it seem like it's their fault in that situation. Because children are being children. Just like I watch grown folks be manipulated by politics. A man get on the TV and say whatever, and these people go out here and do crazy stuff. So what make you think a child won't be manipulated by their parents? Somebody that they love and adore. You have to have the conversations with them. Be real with your children about what's going on. Be real about what's expected. A lot of times in those situations, the kids lack understanding. A lot of times they be speaking from how they how your ex feel. Put it in their mind. Start having those conversations. You know, and, and, and this is the thing. Family is supposed to be the backbone of our community and our society. Building your family dynamics is not going to be easy. And it's going to take constant work. But think about it like this. I'd rather die doing the work and watch my family thrive than to sit back and not do the work and watch my family die. Don't be the reason why the heartbeat of your family stopped. Keep it going. And those of you that are in relationships, and those of you that are married, understand you guys are a team. Let the children see that you are a united front. Not you, not y'all versus them, but a united front as to we're both going to love you all. We're both going to, we're going to protect you. We're both going to provide for you. Be united in that sense. We get so caught up in our romantic relationships. We get so caught up in how we feel when it comes to romance with people that we're dealing with that we overlook the children, most important dynamics in blending the family. Just want to take this time out right quick to say, Thank you for tuning in to Doug Shaw's Motivation. I really enjoyed sharing this episode with you guys. It's truly blessed me, and I pray and hope that it was a blessing to you all. And before we go, I want to say a quick prayer. Let us bow. Father God, right now, we come to you. 
those of us that are dealing with blended families, those of us that are dealing with unique and tough situations with our significant other, with our kids, with our exes, those of us that are just dealing and we don't know how to get out of it. We're praying that you give us guidance. We're praying that you give us peace. Praying that you give us understanding. Blended families are tough, God. You know this. You already know this. But we do know we have what it takes to make it work. We're praying for strength as we continue to do the work because we don't want the lifeline of our family to die. We're praying for understanding because as things go on and time move on, dynamics change, seasons change, and we're praying for understanding through those times and through those moments in our lives with our families. But Father God, we just want to also say thank you. Thank you for giving us these families. We're so grateful. Just like you showed us patience, we asking for the mind and understanding to have patience for this situation and what we're going through. Blended families, God, are a challenge, but they're also a blessing. We pray that those that are listening understand that. So in your mighty, precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to say thanks again to you guys tuning in. Um, you can check me out. I'm available on all music platforms, all listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, there's even a link here that I post. Um Again, thank you all for listening and tuning in to Doug Shiles Motivation. And remember, be the lifeline for your family. Don't be the reason why the heartbeat dies. Keep it going. Continue to do the work. I promise you, it'll be worth it in the end. Have a great day. And thanks again for listening to Doug Shiles Motivation.